We'll sweep blueberry pie with whipped cream. I, I say, I say, no, 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 no. That's not what this is. This, this is the Harlan Highway podcast with whipped cream is what this is. Just as delicious, I would argue. Hello, I'm Harlan Williams, your host and moderator. Uh, welcome to the show. We have a lot of ground to cover today. Um, we're going to be talking about the provocative nature of uh, modern-day rock videos and songs coming out of the mouths of young uh, singers and, and pop stars. Is it too much? Are they going over the line in seducing boys and men? We're going to talk about that. Also, the uh, question of the day. We got a good one today that involves your car. That's right, the Harland Highway question of the day involving your car. Also, a a startling story about cats. Meow! Do you own a cat? Uh Uh-oh. You might not like this story. You you might want to check your life insurance policy. Also, we're going to be making a call to a party store. Yes, a Harland Highway crank call to a party store. And uh, we're also going to revisit the underwear leg phenomenon. We have some more calls on that. So pull up your pants. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Willie? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Hello? Hello? Hey. I was just wondering if uh, you ever uh, swung a bean pickle at a canary carcass six ways from Saigon. Call me back. Okay, well, again, this is the same caller from the last podcast who left me that same message and asked me this in-depth question, asked me to call him back and didn't leave a callback number. And so now I'm faced with the unenviable, the, the tough task of calling random numbers to see if I can find this guy. So thanks a lot, and uh, let's let's get on the phone and see if I can track you down so I can answer you. Gorm Tackle. Hi, how you doing? Fine. Great, I was just calling you back. I got your message. Uh, I'm sorry, I just came in to work. Who are you wanting to talk to? Uh, I guess someone from there left me a message, uh, so I was just calling back. I wasn't sure if you left it or somebody else. I didn't. Who was? What was it? It resolving. Uh, uh, I get. It was, it's kind of confusing to me that someone left me a message and asked me if I ever swung a bean pickle on a canary carcass six ways from Saigon, and I'm not. I'm not. Oh, sure. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I well, I don't either, and I'm wondering why someone would call me with with that and leave. They wouldn't that. have called you from this. This is a tackle shop. Well, somebody yes. called me from there, and it was a 
I'm a little confused by the message. So, if you, is, is there anyone else What's there? What's your name? What's it's your name? Tony. Tony, hang on a second. Thanks. Awesome. This is Laurie. Can I help you? Oh, hey, Laurie. I'm, I was just calling back. I got your message. So, um, message about what? Uh, the, I, the message said, "Do you ever swing a bean pickle on a canary carcass six ways from Saigon?" So that I wasn't from us. This well, is a tackle shop. Well, I don't even know what a bean pickle is. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. But we didn't call you. Well, I got I got a message from somebody. Well, we it wasn't us. You got the number wrong. Well, I mean, somebody... We're outside waiting on customers right now. Our phones have been sitting on the table. I know, but somebody wants me to, s- to swing this thing six ways from Saigon. Okay, whatever. The f- oh, boy. Wow. Well, th- this isn't going to be easy. Boy, she ca- copped an attitude. I didn't leave the message. Some- somebody called me. I'm just trying to solve this little bean pickle canary carcass Saigon mystery. I mean, is is that a crime? So I'm going to keep going, gang, until we figure this out. I sure hope I I find the person that called me because it's an important message and they need an answer. So maybe next podcast we'll, we'll get there. Jeez. Let's just move on, I guess. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, th- this next story, and it, it's something I've suspected all along, okay? I've, I've thought this was the case since day one, right out of the gate. I don't know how many cat lovers we have listening today, but listen to this. Here's the headline. You ready? Your cat may want to kill you, study says. Uh-huh. I've always thought so. Um, here's the story, and it's pretty fascinating. People think of cats as cuddly and annoying. Whoops, sorry, that slipped. But research published in a psychology journal calls them neurotic and unstable. Gee, you think? They spend hours uh, chasing shadows on the wall. They uh, stare out the window like zombies. Researchers from the University of Edinburgh, which is in Scotland, and the Bronx Zoo in New York compared the personalities of domestic house cats to those of four different types of wild cats. Yikes. To better understand uh, to better understand feline personalities, the researchers rated a number of animals' behaviors on what psychologists called the big five human personality traits. Uh, Extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, conscientiousness, I can't read, neuroticism, and openness. So um, those are some big ones right there. So, um, but by the way, before I continue it, I find a little odd that they're doing the study with house cats which are confined to a house and big cats from a zoo that are confined to a a, a cage or a small cubicle. I don't know if, if I I think maybe the study should have been done with, with big cats out in the wild, 
because I have a feeling, you know, caged animals might be more prone to adopt the personalities and the habits of a smaller animal that's in a docile environment where it's not dealing with violence and figuring out how to hunt and eat every day and blah, blah, blah. But nonetheless, here's what they say. Domestic house cats have similar personality structures to African lions with high inclinations towards dominance, impulsiveness, and neuroticism. This is what the researchers found. Uh, They say it's what cats pretty much do on a daily basis. Things like being anxious, being timid, being excitable, being aggressive towards humans, being aggressive towards each other. Um, And all of these characteristics you see in these cute little fuzzy house cats, you also see them in lions. Good Lord. Are Are you listening to this, you people with cats? Holy smokes. Uh, I get the being anxious thing, you know. House cats are anxious. They never know uh, when the next uh, weird accident's going to happen. Being timid, being excitable. Here's the weird one, being aggressive towards humans. How many of you have a house cat that's aggressive towards you and is trying to kill you and eat you in your sleep? I've seen it in some cats, to be honest. Um, but I didn't realize this was a common trait. If you ever thought your cat was anxious, insecure, tense, suspicious, or aggressive towards you, you aren't making it up. If they were bigger, they would probably consider killing you. Can we play the psycho music here, Roger? I mean, this is, now this is getting scary. So the only reason these murderers are living in your house and you're feeding them and brushing them and loving on them, the only reason you're alive is because they only weigh, you know, seven pounds. Watch what you feed your cat, man. If it ever gets bigger, you're dead. If your cat gets, you know, fat enough to hold a gun or a knife, you're out of here, man. Um, but the news isn't all bad, they said. Just like lions, house cats are also playful, excitable, and impulsively hilarious. Oh yeah, I'm laughing my ass while my cat stands over my bed while I sleep and puts a knife in my throat. I'm just cracking up all the way to the morgue. They just aren't very predictable. One moment cats will be enjoying belly scratches and purring, and the next they'll be biting you to make you stop or bludgeoning you with a sledgehammer. It's good to understand the personality characteristics of our pets. Different cats have different personalities, but as a species, there are a lot of commonalities. Good lord, now I'm I'm starting to wonder if there's like serial killer cats. Yikes. Um, And here's here's the end of this story. The researchers also studied personality traits of clouded leopards, snow leopards, and Scottish wildcats. But it looks like the study said, regardless of that, um, house cats were most like lions potentially because they live in semi-social surroundings and lions are the most social of cats. Oh yeah, I always see lions hanging out at the uh, frozen yogurt stand at the mall. 
I just didn't realize they were waiting to jump me in the parking lot and murder me. Finally, they say cats are cute and furry and cuddly, but we need to remember when we have cats as pets, we are inviting little predators into our house. (laughs) Cats can be fantastic, sweet companions until they turn on you. Yikes! You know what? Man. I, I, I don't think I'll be getting a cat anytime soon. For, for you people that have them, you might, you might want to glue your cat to the wall at night or put them in Velcro or something or put them in the fridge. You got a, you got a killer living in your house, man. Jeez. Get yourself a dog. Get yourself a Rottweiler with a bad temperament. At least you know it's coming. God. Cats, just sneaky little murderer in the house. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> well, on a less scary note, on a more cheery note, when was the last time you threw a party? Have you thrown a party recently? Um, you know, you got to prepare for it. You got to, you got to get all the stuff together. You got to get the paper plates and the balloons and, uh, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I thought it would be fun to, uh, you know, pretend I was having a party and put in a call to a party store and see where it went. So here's the Harland Highway calls a party store. Thank you for calling Party City. We're known as more party for less. This is it. So help me help you. Oh, hi. How are you today? Good. Great. I need some help. I gotta throw a God. I'm all. Good. I gotta throw a birthday party for my eight-year-old son Melvin, and I'm uh, just. My wife put this thing on me. I don't know how to throw a party. Do you have balloons? Yes, we do. God, what? I mean, I don't know. What What do I put together for a you know eight-year-old hyperactive boy? What are his interests? The, the kid's hyperactive. Last year we we did a birthday party for him. I'm not the kid ran right through a fence, <laughs> a wooden fence. Unbelievable. My wife says this year it's on me. She's she's getting out of dodge, and I got to take care of Melvin. This kid runs around in circles in the living room. He's it's unbelievable. So can you help me? Uh, you know what do I need for this kid? So I think you're going in the right direction with your balloons, but if we have like regular themed happy birthday decorations, or we have like character decorations, like you know, like Star Wars and this type yeah. of the kid, not these, not the new Star Wars is coming out, and Melvin won't shut up about it. He, you know, he yells practically yells C-3PO in his sleep. This kid, you got you got C-3PO uh, stuff. Uh, yes, we do have Star Wars stuff. Oh, thank God. What do you got? Like C-3PO, uh, you know, balloons and stuff? Uh, yeah, we have like plates, napkins, just general decorations. All right. What a, my wife wrote on those lists. Uh, did, did you have the jump house thing? This kid's hyper. He ran through a fence last year, a wooden fence. No, we don't have any jump houses. Do you have anything you could jump around? This kid's on Ritalin, and he runs around, and he smashed through a fence and went into the neighbor's yard, fell into the pool. The kid's, you know, I I can't believe she leaves it on me. 
I don't even really like my son, but you know, <laughs> and, and, and you didn't hear that, but you know, it, it, I I just need help. I got to do something here. Okay, so we only carry decorations, so no jump house. You know, like a pogo stick or something, I could duct tape no, the kid on and let, let him jump around in the yard or something. I duct tape him to a. <laughs> I mean, this kid. He spins plates and runs around in circles in the living room. He's on Ritalin and like having Damien in your house, for Christ's sake. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. What time are you open till? Because I got to get down there. Can you put some of those uh, C-3PO plates to the side and balloons and Star Wars? Um, actually, we can't hold any items at the moment. Oh, just because Christ. We're really Here we busy. go. I can already see him running uh, through another fence right out into the traffic, <laughs> hitting a tr- his head on a trailer or something, this kid. Melvin, eight years old, hyper. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. What, what time you open, Dill? Um, we are open till 12. Well, okay. Well, i got to get down. Did you have a hyperactive kid section or anything? No, we do not. <laughs> do you sell helmets? Because this kid, I'm just worried he's going to run through the fence. And, you know, last year, unbelievable. No, but we don't have anything for <laughs> that. But we do have Star Wars decorations. All right, that's all I need to hear. This kid loves it. I'm going to be down there in about half an hour, okay? Okay, perfect. Oh, thanks for your help, love. You, really, this has been a godsend. Okay, no problem. Goddamn Melvin. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you, love. <laughs> Bye-bye. Use the Riddlin, Luke. Boy, Melvin ran through a fence. Duct tape him, duct tape, that's all, folks. Duct tape him to a pogo stick. Glad I finally got that out. Um, So there you go. Uh, Melvin, the Riddlin' boy. And uh, let's hope he doesn't go through another fence. Harland, it's Coach Glass here. I've got a bad story of underwear like for you. I'm out with five guys. We're out on the road. We're doing a road trip, and uh, it's a business trip. And uh, same thing. I'm walking down the uh, down the street in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, with the guys. We're going out for a nice dinner. I'm wearing some nice jeans that I just happened to be wearing the night before. And as I'm walking along, I feel like, what the hell is that at my bottom of my leg? What's there by my leg? And as I reach down just to itch my leg or see what's going on, I pull out a pair of underwear. And everyone's looking at me like, what the? What the hell's that? And I had underwear leg. I was so embarrassed. I quickly just put them in my pocket. And I go, oh, uh, I guess you must have left them there. You know, like as if it wasn't my fault. It was something, a positive thing. You got to put a good spin on it. But there's your story, Harlan. Uh, chicken chow, Maine, buddy. Underwear leg story for you. Coming to you live. Oh, and they just keep coming. God bless you. Thank you for your story. You know, when I broke this story uh, a few uh, a few podcasts back, I was so convinced in my head that there must be other people out there with underwear leg stories. I couldn't be the only doofus. 
And uh, you guys have been so generous and so gracious sharing. Sharing is caring and sending in your wonderful underwear leg stories. Just fantastic. So as you can see, we're, we're all flawed human beings. Um, but I, I love it how Coach Glass made it uh, seem like, uh, you know, the underwear on the leg was a result of a crazy one-nighter with some hottie or something. Good for you. Good good ingenuity. Um, covering your tracks because underwear leg is just embarrassing, isn't it? I love how you stuck them in your pocket, your own underwear. Stuck them in your pocket. Oh, Coach Glass. What the hell's that? And I had underwear leg. So I got such good feedback, and, and I believe this was one of the Harland Highway questions of the day. Have you ever had underwear leg? And, and I've got to I've believe that, that we should try and answer another big uh, mystery question. And I, I just... I'm so encouraged by the underwear leg response. I think it's time for another Harland Highway question of the day right now. The Harland Highway question of the day. Okay, here it is. And I think this is another one that's happened to all of us, at least anyone who drives. And most of us drive or have driven. How does this happen that you're driving and you turn on your windshield wipers and one day you turn them on and for whatever reason, right in the middle of the window, right in front of your face, dead smack in the middle of your window, it's like there's one little strip, one little patch where the windshield wiper doesn't make contact with the glass. So in other words, there's rain or there's water, there's that morning moisture on the window or you clean the window, you spray the spray, and your things are, your wipers are going back and forth, and there's that one streak right in the middle of your window, right where your eye line is, where it seems like the rubber of the windshield wiper isn't touching, and it's giving that little area a pass. It looks like a, it looks like a watery rainbow right across your eye line. And you're like, what What the hell? What? What's with the windshield? Why? Either you wipe the windows or you don't. Why are you leaving a little strip for me here? What do I, what do I need a little strip for? And I don't know how that happens. I mean, what What the hell is that all about? The, 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 the windshield rainbow, I'll call it. The windshield rainbow effect. Does anyone else ever get this? And I guess, you know, I think maybe in the past I've looked and maybe there's like a nut from a tree has fallen or a leaf or something has gotten under the wiper blade and you have to go in there and pull it out. But in this scenario, my latest, you know, wiper rainbow, um, it, it doesn't appear there's anything under my wiper blade. And it's a, it's a very new wiper. It's only like five, five months old, six months old. There's no reason I should have Noah's Ark across the front of my window. There's no reason I should have Raiders of the Lost Ark across my window where I'm driving. I don't need a big streak. My windshield wipers were designed to remove streaks. And believe it or not, the windshield wiper is actually adding a streak. 
That's a that's a backwards effect. It's it's redundant. What the what the hell is that all about? So there's the the Harlan Highway question of the day. Why do some windshield wipers suddenly start to not do their job and instead of clearing the glass window in your automobile, they leave a great big streak right across the middle for no reason at all. Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. All right. Let's close the show out. We, we got to talk about this. This is important stuff right here. I'm on the 14 carries. I'm 14 carries. Uh-huh. Doing it up like my eyes. You say I got a touch So good, so good Make you never wanna leave So don't Yeah, we're talking about this So don't Right here Gonna wear that dress you like Skin tight so Do my hair real, real nice And sink up, pay my skin okay, to your heartbeat Okay, stop the music beating. Stop, stop the music, Raj Thank you Um. So, so here's the, This is an interesting dilemma That we as a society uh, are in and it falls on females and males alike but I think it's more problematic for males Um, this is a song from Selena Gomez who I I don't know how old she is but I can't imagine she's much more than 20 years old maybe she's very young and if she's if she's over 22 I would be surprised you know let me look it up right now see how old she is Okay, I'm looking this up right here on the Google. Here it is, Selena. Okay, well, look at this. She's 23. A young girl, but actually uh, she's older than I thought. I actually thought she might be a teenager. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, the, the, the video to the song that I'm just playing, I think it's called I Want to Be Good to You. It, it's very simple. It's a very simple video, and it shows her in a, in a room, in a couple of rooms for the most part, for the majority of the video, just rolling around on a couch in, in very provocative poses, in, 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 at times very scantily clad. Uh, there's there's um, some scenes of her in the shower sitting around, uh, you know, through the glass. There's shots of her sitting around with her hair all wet and a, a, a borderline see-through shirt. Um, and it's very sexy. It's very sexual. It's very provocative. It's very erotic. It's, it's uh, you know, you can't tell is it targeted towards young girls uh, just because maybe she wants them to emulate her persona. Or is it targeted towards young men, which I think it is, so that they can just oogle her and, and be seduced by her and and tranced by her and whatever other word you want to throw in there. But the problem is, if you watch the video, I mean, this is a girl with very youthful looks. I mean, she, like I said, if you watch the video, she looks like a teenager. I had no idea she was 23. And probably most people watching don't know somebody's age. You know, when you're watching these videos and movies and stuff, you kind of, all you have to go by is somebody's looks. 
And in this video, this girl looks like she's, you know, 17, 18 years old, very young. And so the question becomes, what what is it, you know, that's really being peddled to consumers? Um, you know, especially young men. Young men, college kids, even adult men, if they lay their eyes on this. I watched it and I was like, wait, wait, what the what the hell are they trying to say here? What what what, what is the point of this video? Like, here's this girl rolling around on the floor, you know the times half naked pouting lips uh her, you know it's not like she's jumping around and singing like Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun she's got this look in her eyes like and I, I think any men any man could tell you this she's got this look in her eyes and the way she's moving and the way she's staring into the lens she's she's kind of saying come and get me and I'm not saying in a, in a rapey way. I'm saying just in a sed, in a seductress way. She's kind of skulking around like a like a like a cat stalking through the weeds. Um, you know, she's doing these little these little eye movements. You know, it, it's it's everything short of you know, come and get it, boys. And and I guess what frightens me is you know we live in a society where. You know, you you have this 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 line between what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, and we have laws as a society that we all live by that there's a certain age of consent for for men and women to engage with each other physically, and there's a a an age where it's not permitted and it's illegal and it shouldn't happen. It's immoral. It's everything else. And I guess what frightens me is when when artists put out this kind of provocative material that I worry might blur the lines for upcoming generations of young men. You know, when I, w- when I was a youth, we certainly didn't have this kind of a video. You know, we had Madonna jumping around and Cher and, uh, you know, the Go-Go's. It's ridiculous. Because I just want to look good for you, good for you. Uh-uh. I just wanna look good for you, good for you. Uh-uh. Let me show you how proud so, I am to from be a psychological point of view, I looked at this and I, I kind of like delved into it in my own mind and I thought, boy, oh boy, you know, this stuff is, you know, the videos kind of, like I said, it's saying, I'm a young, young girl, come and get me, look how sexual I can be. And, and, and like I said, by the look of the video, this girl looks barely over the legal age. And so I think about the word imprinting. And I, I go, if, if, if boys, teenagers, boys, teenagers, and young men, adolescent men, are subjected to these over-sexualized videos by the likes of, you know, Selena Gomez and... Uh, that Hannah Montana chick, whatever her name is, that that freak, Miley Cyrus, who also looks like a little she nymph. You know, she's good. She put that video out, Wrecking Ball, where she's pretty much naked almost for the whole video, swinging around, and and I go, 
I go, does that set the table for, for young generations of males to become desensitized to age limits? In other words, if you're exposed to these very young girls uh, being so provocative and sexual and you're watching this, what happens when, when you get older and, and you know, you become a businessman, maybe you're in your, your late 20s, your 30s, your 40s, but you grew up on all this imagery of these young provocative girls. Is it setting the table for trouble? Have, do, do men, uh, do boys that have come into manhood now have this stuff imprinted in, in their head that young girls are sexual objects? And it, does it make it uh, uh, hard for men to uh, resist those urges or those uh, sensibilities? Does, does it make men uh, less uh, compassionate or less understanding towards young women? My God. I, I guess what I'm saying is, does an older guy who grew up on all this stuff have, have problems? Problems that my generation didn't have because we weren't exposed to this stuff. But but to, to, to men in today's generation or the next generation you know, get into trouble because uh, they, they they go through life thinking that young women are super, super sexual. Sexual in a way that wasn't on display when I was growing up, I'll tell you that. You know, you had sexuality, but like I said, it was it was older women, it was Madonna, and, and sexuality was was kind of, you know, shown by like showing a little leg, maybe a little cleavage. But but the, the, the videos now are are so over the top sexualized from, from start to finish. Like in my time, if if there was sexuality in the video, okay, but it, it didn't it wasn't the whole three, four minutes of the song. It was like quick little cuts, quick little flashes. And it was usually with adult characters, you know, it was it was with the older Older people, and I guess I guess the issue I'm having now is is what's the deal with with these these videos now where the girls look like they're in their teens? Is it is it setting up a disaster for future generations of men who don't know how to know where the line is uh, when it comes to uh, girls and women's sexuality? And the boundaries. It's a weird question. Maybe it's a dangerous question. And I guess I ask it because I, I worry about women. I would I worry about men. I worry about men like, uh, you know, getting out of control on a young woman or, or a young woman thinking that that's the way she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be all sultry and seductive. And if a boy or a man comes along and she starts acting that way, and then this boy or man who was raised on all this stuff gets sucked into uh, all this imagery that he was raised on, does he or she accidentally cross the line and get into trouble? It's very, it's very peculiar. It's an interesting time we're in, man.
And I think it can be a little bit dangerous. And, and, and you know, I, I wonder if maybe they should dial it back a notch on letting the really, really young girls, and even if they're not young, if a girl looks like she's underage, should they allow that? That's, that's an interesting question. Should they allow that type of uh, blatant sexiness prayed across the screen like that? I don't know. It's not for me to say. I'm not trying to be a prude, but I'm just trying to, you know, it's something that occurred to me watching these videos because I was I was like, holy crap. I heard the song on the radio. I liked it. It was catchy. I thought it was, I thought, oh, this is kind of a sexy song. I didn't know much about Selena Gomez. I knew she was like a Disney kid. And I, th- I thought, well, I want to hear the song. So I went on YouTube and I, up came this uh, something I did not expect. I'll tell you that. I was like, "Holy God! Wait, how old is this kid? Why is she rolling around on the floor with a wet T-shirt? Where's her pants?" It it definitely didn't. Uh, it, it definitely wasn't something I expected. Now that being said, the song is kind of sexy sounding, as you've heard. So I I guess I expected maybe the the video would be a little bit sultry and and sexy but I, I didn't think it would be that bad and you you guys can go watch it for yourself you might watch and go yeah whatever I don't see anything wrong with it and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it I'm just saying you know you have to call into question if it's if it's appropriate I guess is what I'm trying to say but I'll leave that up to you guys um if you have kids would you let your kids watch it because it's not like the the videos telling a story and being goofy and silly or you know if if the line is about uh you know let's say hypothetically the line is about uh, I was walking through the forest and I fell in love with you you know um do you show a girl walking through the forest and whistling and skipping you might but in this video it's like, no, it doesn't matter what the lyrics are she's just rolling around gr- you know grinding it and thrusting and her 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 breasts which i i have to say look very large because of this video they're they're, they're pressing against her shirt just dying to pop out it looks like <laughs> so it's it's a dilemma man it's it's weird and like i said i wonder if it sets up problems for f- future generations of people where it blurs the lines between what's right, what's wrong, where does sexuality start, where does it end? I just hate to see anyone get hurt because, you know, they've been programmed to not understand what those boundaries are. And and I think it makes it tough on men who, you know, we live in a world where we're constantly being told about women and equal rights and women aren't sex objects and women themselves are parading around going, stop treating us like sexual things and beings and objects and blah, 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 blah. And then you have, you know, this kind of blatant female sexuality being like rubbed right in your face. And there's groups that go, well, we're just celebrating femininity. And if you can't handle it, you know, you've got a problem. You're a pervert or something. And it's like, no, that's not fair. 
you know, men have natural urges. They react to sexual imagery and, and erotic imagery. That's just, we're wired that way. So, so are women. And so when you dangle that in front of a man's face and he reacts to it in a, in a man way where he's like, oh, wow, look at that, man. Can you blame the man if he if suddenly he's aroused by this type of stuff? And so it becomes very hard to know which way to step, right or left. It's bizarre. And so maybe it's just something that needs to be talked about. But I'll leave it up to you. It's just something that popped into my head when I watched Selena Gomez. Beautiful girl. Great song. And, uh... I recommend you go watch the video yourself and, and see uh, see what it makes you feel. Interesting stuff. I'll leave it right there. Well, why don't we leave it right with a few more beats from the song and go out on a little, uh, you know, sultry note here. Gonna wear that dress you like skin tight Do my hair up real, real nice And sink up, pay my skin to your heart beating I just wanna look good for you, good for you, uh uh-uh. I just wanna look good for you, good for you, uh-uh. Uh, let me show you how proud I am of you, baby. I wanna look good for you. God, can, I, I, I should do that video. Can you picture me rolling around on the floor in ripped jeans and a, a wet shirt with my areolas sticking through? I just... Wanna look good for you, good for you. Ah, ah, ah. I wanna look good for you. Okay, enough. We gotta end the show here. It's getting too out of control. Um, uh, before we go, don't forget uh, to, uh, to to look for uh, the Harlan Highway app on your cell phone, Android or Apple. You can download it for free. You get the most 50 current episodes for free. And uh, for 20 bucks a year, which is nothing, that's, uh, you know, that's what Selena Gomez spends on Kleenex. Um, you, can get, uh, you can get the premium package and get all kinds of special and exclusive content uh, on your app for the Harland Highway. Um, so just uh, type in the Harland Highway in your app store and download today. Uh, also, you can go to the uh, website, harlandwilliams.com, if you want to leave me a voicemail, if you want to respond to this segment about the Selena Gomez video or anything else you want to talk about, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Uh, you can also uh, write me there on the contact page. And uh, you can also browse around the site. Go to the store. We have a Harland Highway store. And uh, all kinds of cool content in there for you to purchase. Christmas will be here before you know it. So get your stuff and uh, enjoy. So that's it for today, folks. Thanks for being here. And until next time, chicken chow mein. What the hell's that? And I had underwear leg.